After an amazing weekend of racing, we've got plenty to talk about. And also, we've got lots of exciting racing coming up this week with Goodwood being on. I'm just going to really quickly let everyone know that we have an offer on this week during Goodwood every single day. If you bet £5 on horse racing multiples, you get a free £5 on horse racing multiples. I will remind everyone that at the end of the show as well. Um, but, Daryl, back again. Thankfully, haven't left me just yet. Uh, we're on about week eight. We're going great guns at the moment. What a weekend we had. Yeah, smashing weekends are ever racing. I had the most frustrating Saturday. Jesus Christ, right? So this is how my Saturday went, right? So I was debating about the amount of selections to have in a column, right? Because I like to look professional and I don't want to put 10 selections in a bloody Saturday because it's just going to cause disaster, right? So I'm whittling down my selections. I've got a great nap on Saturday. Like, like I was, I couldn't wait to pull the trigger on this horse, right? I really, the conditions were perfect. It was a horse called Promoter at Newmarket. Opened it around 11 to 4. Managed to get some money on at 11 to 4. Smashed in the 6 to 4. And then was pulled out as a non-runner, right? So... <laughs> He come out as a non-runner. My column's already been filed. And then I thought, well, Latam's later on. I, I thought I've got a good forecast here as well. Latam and Garley, I thought, the two horses that were going to fight out the finish, right? Latam was pulled as a non-runner. So <laughs> I've gotten rid of a couple of selections to, to ensure that I have a solid column and, and I can really sort of, you know, hit the hit the trigger this weekend. And um, one of the horses I removed was Baradar. Uh, yeah, which was frustrating because he was 11 to 2, and I was going to advise back him at Betfair SP, but I thought if he just gets shorter, it's just a bit, a bit ridiculous. So I thought, right, we can we can take him out because we're going to have such a big bet on promoter. You know, we, we can do this. It all just went to absolute shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so the first selection was Dazzling Star, 9 to 1 tipped, backed, smashed into 3 to 1 favourite. Didn't finish in the frame. Well, we tell. Caddo Bell, seven to two, smashed into 15 to eight favourite, bombs out last. Chairman of the board, put up at 11 to four, smashed into 13 to eight, couldn't get the job done. It was the most frustrating weekend of my entire life this week. So, uh, yeah, something about a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. Wow. Look, it's annoying. It's annoying. These things happen. Yeah, I know. I've got to get over it, innit? I, yeah. I, I'm a proper squinny, though. It's not good. <laughs> No. no anyway, positivity. Goodwood this week. Looking forward to it. But we've got to look back at King George, etc. Yeah, Goodwood. Um, it's a long week in the mud, which is a real shame because it's like the picnic course, isn't it? You know, mm. sunshine. It, you, you sell the dream when you talk about Goodwood. This week is always amazing. Yeah. Rosé, sun, nice ground, big performances. Oh, no, not this time around. It's going to rain the whole time. Fabulous. <laughs> I'm, I'm about 20 minutes away from Goodwood, and it's been miserable here. But it's been like it's been like light rain. So like it's very mm-hmm. hard to judge. You know, at least if it comes down, you know it's going to be soft ground. Well, just you wait. I think tomorrow evening. Tomorrow's meant to be okay. So tonight and tomorrow, fine, should dry up nice enough. I reckon it'll be good to soft and Goodwood tomorrow. It's currently good soft, soft in places. Tuesday night like torrential tuesday day no sorry that makes it then wednesday day torrential it's gonna be gross well come on we still gotta be positive it's still class racing we still have the likes of paddington being uh has been declared today so he's likely to 
well, he is turning up. Um, and yeah, we have got, look, it's amazing with racing. It's just so frustrating because you kind of think it's always the first week of August. It's always beautiful weather, nice ground, no sort of excuses in, in that front. But some of the field will end up falling apart and cutting up a bit yeah. because it is just not stop raining, which is yeah. really boring. Definitely. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing the likes of Paddington back out and about. Mm. Are you? Oh, oh no! Massive fan. Well, heavily up, John. Didn't You're not really. a massive fan of Paddington. Not really. No. Oh, no, he's no. been disappointing this year, hasn't he? No, no, he hasn't been disappointing. Obviously, he's been very good. I just don't think he's he's been beating a, a great bunch. That's all. But look, okay. he, he he took care of Emily, Emily up, John. She disappointed. I thought ran flat in the King George. I think she might just need some time between her races. But um, she had a hard race in the Eclipse. A really hard race. Yeah, yeah. Did she? Oh, on a four-runner field. I don't know if it was a four-runner field. They went a right gallop, and she had a battle for, like, two and a bit furlongs over a trip. It's probably short of her best. Yeah, I think she had a hard race. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. Talking about disappointments, how, how was Kev feeling after the King George on Saturday? Yeah, not disappointed, to be honest. He was really proud mm. of King of Steel. Had a beautiful run round. Things opened up like nicely. He kind of felt if he was good enough, he when he went through the gap, he would have quickened up and gone with them but he just felt as if he possibly was outstayed um and you know next year he'll be stronger again he's such a big horse he's he's just going to get better with age and time um and yeah he possibly was outstayed you have to remember like when he's ran over this trip before in the derby totally different type of track it was quicker ground you run downhill for quite a long way Mm. and he did look as if he possibly just ran out of stamina that last sort of furlough yeah it was difficult to judge that because he was making his seasonal reappearance as well so you kind of had unanswered questions about the trip and whether or not he was Mm -hmm. just needing it yeah i i see what you're saying i think i think if you look back at it now you might be able to say although it was his reappearance but all of those things possibly he he, just a little bit uh running on empty that that final bar and then obviously he went to the royal meeting and he won not in the same type of grade they went slowly it turned into a bit of a sprint suited him yeah. whereas obviously this weekend although they sort of jumped and then put the handbrake on for a little bit from swinley bottom the whole way up that climb they were going a gallop and like kev said as a race it rode like an incredibly good race it was a relentless gallop from the bottom of swinley bottom the whole way mm. and ultimately he felt as if he was outstaged and by no means was he disgraced. He was beaten a few lengths by two very good group winning, group one winning horses. Yeah, and 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 Roger Varian's got the answers, I guess, from that from that derby. Now you know because I, I suspect he was thinking, "Oh, did I leave? Did I, you know? Did I not have him? A one? Did he get out of state? There was questions, but I think now, if you drop back to to ten, I think you'll you know, I think you've worked out the puzzle with him in a sense now because of that run on Saturday. Yeah, and it's not like you're not going to try the mile and a half again. I wouldn't be remotely surprised to see him in the King George next year yeah. when he is stronger, when he's... But, you know, as horses get older, we Fill see out. them with more stamina and they get, you know... So, exactly, he's still inexperienced. He's run an absolute monster race. He hasn't knocked his reputation at all. Um, and, you know, Kev and Roger are absolutely convinced that he's got his big group one day in him. Hopefully it'll be next time, who knows? Yeah, Irish champion? That, well, nothing has been confirmed. Obviously, it's so early, but that yeah. would be 
um, the kind of obvious place to go. I think Roger feels, you know, he's going to know he's had a race and the judgment will probably just be a couple of weeks too, too soon. soon. Yeah. So give him that little bit of extra time. Irish champion six seems like the um, kind of right, right time, right direction. So I think that's where we could end up seeing him. Yeah. The winner um, straight to the arc. Hook that's him. what it sounds like, doesn't it? Owen Burrows is um, keen to keep Hookham fresh. Yeah. Uh, he, he goes well off the back of a break. Obviously, there'll be a bit of cut in the ground. He's unbeaten with soft in the description. Um, an incredibly talented horse. So, yeah, Ark, Ark sounds like his plan. And Westover, I don't think there was any immediate plans um, mm. on the back of, of um, the King George, but I'm sure he will probably be looking to go to France as well, maybe with something in between. He's a strange horse, isn't he, Westover? Mm. He's, he's got all the t- talent in the world, but I just I, I don't know. As a punter, I can, I don't I can't tr- I can't trust him. I think it worked out nicely for him because of the gallop that they did go from the Swinley Bottom. Yeah, so it did become a stamina test. Like we've spoken about this before, stamina is definitely the key to him. Yeah, and I still think he could win an Irish Saint Ledger. I think that sort of type thing is is perfect for him. I've been trip again, but um, I. It just worked out so nicely and it did really become a, a big stamina race. And I think that's what we kind of thought it might well become. Um, and that just does suit Westover. But he's a hard he's a hard horse to judge, despite having loads of talent. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Did you think there was any hard luck stories in behind or anything like that? Or do you I think, think it was so. just a... No, I, I kind of thought the same. I thought it was just... It just opened up nicely, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It did open up nicely. I, I, do you know what? I did have a feeling that um, Bolshaw Ballet and, and Point Lonsdale were going to go a little bit steady early on just to help August Roden come over from that wide draw and sort of not use up too much stamina to get... or use up too much uh, of his uh, petrol tank to, to get into the field. But... Um, he was very disappointed, August Rode. Yeah, too way too bad to be true. I kind of think he stopped so early that yeah. I mean, it was about five, four, five furlongs to go, and he wasn't looking happy. So that's uh, way too bad to be true. I uh, I, I listened to um Ken pa- pa- Patterson, the uh, the paddock judge, and that I, I found something he said quite interesting about him. He said that he's very very light framed, and he is. He's he's quite small. Yeah, and that he doesn't know if he, he he's the type to take to plenty of racing if you like um so maybe maybe that's the case because I, I know you immediately you're sort of searching for excuses i know aiden o'brien said straight after that something will come to light but perhaps he was just you know one race too many um maybe he's had some harder races than you know the guineas was an absolute disaster he bounced back in the derby which is an incredible training performance but he had a battle he then yeah. obviously goes to the Irish Derby where it was a messy race and he had to have a battle. And then he's obviously come here for the King George and maybe it was like sort of a bit soon, a bit one one of those too many. I'm, I'm not sure, but I don't know. It's so, it's so, how can you knock a, a dual Derby winner? Like, how can you knock them? But then at the same time, like he wasn't impressive in the Irish Derby. No. And I know they sort of felt like a truly run race would be better. Well, he got that in the King George, but like I say, it was too bad to be true. So you almost can't judge him on it. But in a way, if you did, if, if you forget about Epsom, you'd be like, oh, yeah. But because of what he did at Epsom and because that form has stood up so well, you kind of think you still want to forgive him and let him have that chance again. I yeah. don't know. It's, he's. I find him really tricky to. Kind I of agree. It's the only time he's encountered fast ground as well at Epsom. 
Yeah, and that was um, his best performance. Best I know one. he won the Virgin Trophy on bottomless, but... Yeah, but yeah. he was on the right side of the track that day. Um, King of Steel was on the other side of the track, ran absolutely no sort of race. So I that thought the race fell apart that day. Um, but yeah, maybe he's a top of the ground horse. Maybe he just needs time between his races. Same with Emily Up, Johnny disappointed as well. I, I would say that she needs a bit of time between her races. Um, but smashing race overall, what did you make of... So obviously the race is... We know the race is decent. I thought it was great to watch. I thought like visually from just a, a fan perspective, I thought it was brilliant to watch. Um, I didn't see anything wrong with anything. But Jim Crowley, as we know, broke the uh, broke the whip rules. He hit Hookham nine times. The, the the number you're allowed to hit the horse is six. Same with the second Westover. Rob Hornby hit him seven times. What? This is where this is where I get annoyed or frustrated with it. Right? Is because regardless of what the rules are, whether you think they're sort of right or wrong, like I don't. I'm not in the best position to say you should hit all six times or you should hit all seven times. Like that's, you know, I don't, I don't get involved in that sort of thing, but the rules are the rules. Right. And if you break, the, well, we said this before, I've said this before. If you, I, I don't understand why this is like such a big conversation really, because if you break the rules to win a race, you've broke the rules to win a race. Like you shouldn't get to keep the race. Yeah. But then also the rules are set so that, you know, if you, so if Jim, I believe, had used the pro push 10 times, the rate he would have been disqualified. So that is in the rule book. So the penalties are alongside the rules. Okay. So that's how, so if you see the rule book, you will see the penalties that have been decided alongside them. So although, yeah, I understand what you're saying, he broke the rules. Yeah, he did, but he also, got the penalty that is stated in the rule book for what his offence was. Okay, so, so it's I suppose basically... It's like in football, if you break the rules, the ref says, you've broken the rules, yellow card, or you've broken the rules, red card. You've broken the rules, but it's within what rule, rule section as to what you get. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's basically dependent on the, on the jockey and how many days he's willing to accept as a ban. No, I don't think Jim Crowley has gone into that thinking, right, I'm going to go exactly nine times if I need to, because I know that if I get a 20-day ban, that's fine. If I go one more and I hit, it, hit him 10 times, then I'm going to be disqualified. That's not how Jim will have worked it out. Like, not you don't so go that's... in there thinking, what am I willing to take or what am I not willing to take? That's not really how it works. But, like, I understand. It's how it could work, though. It, it might not be yeah, how Jim but... Jim Crowley went in thinking, but it's how it could work. You could go in there thinking that, though, yeah, and I you could be willing said, to take. You... Go on. Do you genuinely think that the jockeys sit down before one of the biggest races of the year, look through the form, look through the tactics, where they think the pace will be, where they're going to sit, the draw, blah blah blah, and go right here, we go. pen and paper, <sighs> right. <laughs> Rule says, if I hit mine blah, blah, so many times, okay, I will have four-day ban. Then the next rule says, if I hit it so many times, 20-day ah, ban, right, let's find somewhere in the middle, bang, I'm going to go for nine smacks with the pro push because I'm willing to take that many days, happy days, so I know that I'm going to sit mid-div, I'm going to hit my nine times because I can take that ban and I'm going to still try and win and I'm going to... No. No, I don't think they sit there and do it, but the point I'm trying to make is, is that the, the giving someone a fine and a few days off, right, 
is not a deterrent to stop them from breaking the rules. If you put in a rule where you can only hit a horse six times, right, then you should only be able to hit the horse six times. If you go over that, there shouldn't be then little stipulations where if you go over that, you get four days. If you go over this, you get five days. Like no, but then- Everyone just should play to the same rules. Do you think, right, if Jim Crowley would have hit that horse, hit Hookham six times, he would have beat at three less times. Do you think Westover would have beat him? No. There was a head between them. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, you, 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 can't, con- you can't conclusively say yes or no. So what yeah, I'm trying Rob to say Baldy is that Jim... won over as well. So... Yeah, okay. Were, yeah, two, yeah, yeah. Were, two, were two encouragements by the brokers enough to win? No, because I think Hookham was giving his all anyway. Therefore, do I think Jim should have put his sit down or used it at different times or spread it out more? Yes. But do I think that actually the two extra encouragements were the winning difference? No, because Hookham was giving everything regardless. I understand. I understand what you're saying. But the bottom line is, right, is that, He's broken the rules to win the race. Now, you said to me before we come on air, he's going to get what? What was the punishment he's I think get? He, I, it's not been confirmed, but I think he's on for about a £10,000 fine and 20-day ban, something along those lines. So he'll miss the Judmont, so Mr. Um, So obviously all of your... Do you think he's actually? Do you think he actually thought, oh, I'm willing to miss the Judmont and all of your and whatever other races there are? I don't know the morning over in front, everything, blah blah blah, blah just for a twenty day ban. No, seven hundred thousand pounds. That race was worth to the winner. What does the yeah. jockey get? What does the jockey ten percent? So what's he going to get? About eight percent, I think it is. Worth having twenty days off. I'm just saying. Look, I'm no, not using anyone of anything. I'm just... You can go and have the favour for the judgment Mustardaf, which is also worth about seven hundred grand to the winner, and an extra seventy grand in your pocket minus agent fees. Violet uh, fees, blah, 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 blah. Do you actually think that Jim thinks, oh, yeah, I'm going to take 20 days off and also miss the favorite, the hot favorite, the highest rated horse in Europe currently to, to have a ban just for the King's Order? No. No, I'm not saying he's going in there thinking that he would do that, but I'm saying the rules are not, should be a deterrent, not a choice. You shouldn't have a choice whether you can break the bloody rules or not. Yeah, but that's you break like the rules. Football. That's it. That's like football. They lie it's down. Not like, here. I, right. Okay. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Let's, if you want to, if you want to put it in football terms, right? That's like saying a ref saying, right, you can score from an offside position, right? But if we find out, if we review it after the, after the game and we see that you scored from an offside position, that player is going to be banned for a couple of days. Everyone would be scoring from offside positions. They'd just rotate the squad around so they had enough people to do it. I'm just what I'm saying is. If, if they say the goal is being disallowed if you're offside, then no, and then everyone's trying their best to stay onside. But in this case, no one seems to be trying their best to stick to the six strike rule because there's ways around it. There's, there's yeah, a couple of ways bands are fine. No, that's the same as me being like, oh, come on, Jack Grealish lies down for fun just because he wants to try and get a penalty and he doesn't get punished for it. Like it's the same difference. He's you're not allowed to just dive in football, but hard oh, they do it every bloody. Do you know day. what? On, honestly, I, I actually don't understand how it's even a conversation that if someone breaks the rules, they they yeah, keep, like they saying, win the race, they keep the race. I don't understand. Yeah, but the get rules, it. I understand what you're saying, but the rules 
have been given their penalty alongside, depending on what the offence is, like having a yellow card or a red card. I, you know, like you can have a sliding tackle, which is a yellow card. You can also have a sliding tackle that's a red card because there's different, like, levels of how bad it was, whatever, whether the studs are up, not whatever, however it is. Do you know what I mean? So like but that, when, that always comes down to the referee's discretion, though, not down to the jockey knowing that he can do a certain amount but of things to be rid of discretion. So the jockeys aren't even in a position to be able to say anything. For example, like I said last week, when Kevin hit his horse seven times because he get, gave it one down the shoulder, you're saying he should have been disqualified. But when we discussed it last week, that's according to what you're saying now, because effectively he broke the rules. But when we discussed it you, last week, you were like, well, that's ridiculous. He's given one a smack down the shoulder for four furlongs out. We still broken the rules. Yeah, but... But there's no discretion. So then you can't stick up for yourself and say, well, actually, no, that wasn't really breaking the rules. It was down the shoulder, which is allowed. I pulled my stick into the left hand. My horse had drifted left. Technically, you could say you were straightening it up, blah, 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 blah. Carry on for hours. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but there, there's no, there's no, like, um, there's no getting away from this. It's just, it's just a counting game. you just got to count. Yeah. All you got to do is count. I can hit this horse six times. You've got to be savvy enough to know when you're going to have the horse, oh, surely. Like, like it, Jim will have known he went mad. over. He probably wouldn't have realised that he did went three over. He probably would have thought he went one or two over. Well, anyway, just... he hasn't lost the race. He isn't going to lose the race, whether you agree with that or not. But he's going to get a long time off. He's going to miss some very big rides, and he's going to get a chunk of time. So. If King of Steel was beaten ahead by Jim Crowley and he had hit the horse nine times, you'd be in uproar. I don't think I would because, because I believe that King of uh, sorry we're not even talking about really about but like say Westover and Hookham both gave their absolute all regardless so I actually don't think I would be in uproar okay. because because I like if I like of it if it clearly was a huge advantage which I don't believe it was then fine but and just, I just want to say, is that I, I, I actually went on watching the race now. I have no problem with it. Like, look, it's not. I don't. I don't actually have a problem with what Jim, um, Jim did or anything like that. Like, I would rather watch Jim Crowley hit a horse nine times than watch Luke Morris hit a horse once. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not got an issue with with that. But the rules that are in place, just for me, should be Who not did you be back? broken. I backed Hookham and King of Steel. Okay, so you 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 could in with Hookham. But you also basically think King still effectively should have been given the race because the other two cheated. No, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you like it. That should work on the after effect. Like, right. that's for the that's for the BHA and the stewards to decide. But it should. But this be is your... what the BHA and the stewards have decided. Yeah, but they. You can't, mate. You cannot break. You should not be. The bottom line is, you shouldn't be able to break rules and win a and win a seven hundred grand race. Shouldn't be able to do it. Don't make sense in any capacity. Okay. I understand what you're <laughs> saying, but I also hopefully feel like I've made a case anyway. Um, okay. We've had a good argument on this one. What mm. I do want to um, quickly mention is the fact that Owen Burroughs was having the best weekend ever. Yeah. And the horse that you're a huge fan of may managed to help him get a big across the card double on the weekend. Yeah, Alphalia over at York. Um, it was a race that was uh, sort of steadily run, turned into a bit of a sprint, but it was a lovely comeback run for for him. He has got a good record fresh, but this horse is is improving 
Um, no end. It, it, you know, he's Owen Barry seems to improve these horses like season after season. Like I think he's such an underrated trainer, to be honest with you. Uh, I think he's I think he's quality. But Al Flavio is just a horse really going places. He loves York mm-hmm. as well. He's two for three at York. He's 25 to one for the Judmont. Like yeah. I, I I'm I like that's where he's going. Yeah, I'm very tempted to, to back him for that. Uh, and the reason is... is ring, got... ring. Hey, shake his Heard your jockey's off. <laughs> Any spare rides going? <laughs> I, I, I generally think he's, he's he's got a good chance, good chance in that race. He, he's just progressing. Like, he's unbeaten in his last three. All have been, you know, decent fields. This was a step up to group two level. It's like he's been brought along with a real slowly, slowly approach. This horse, he was kept at sort of listed level last year, Group Three level, and I think now, now we're really going to see the best of him. Like I say, he loves shorts two for three. I think you can sort of pick holes in those towards the top of the market. I think Mushtadaf is a, a brilliant favourite for all. He hasn't yet tasted York, and as a punter, you don't want to run scared of just one horse. I looked, at, I was going down through the field and could see this race coming a bit too soon for a couple of others. Desert Crown's very fragile, so from an anti-post perspective, you wouldn't want to touch him. It's Danger. Around. Yeah. Um, and I just think you know that Al is going to go there, and I think 25 to 1. I think it's just a, it's just a bit big with a horse that's got more to come, and uh, I think he's quite exciting, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Judmont because it is going to be um, a seriously exciting race. I think a couple that have the early entries might well... Um, be scratched because of other engagements and it might, mm. like you say, might come too soon. But the ones that are aimed to go there, Mostazaf, Alphalia, Alf- um, Paddington- hopefully he stays sound. I'm Paddington's not in there. I'm not, not sure. No, I don't know if he will, uh, if he's running this weekend, to step back up and trip. Ryan was keen to go back to the mile, wasn't he? Yeah. Anyway, either way, it's a, a, a fascinating race and, um, yeah, in sport, what's just as important as the goals, the glory, the roar of the crowd? Yes, it's the halftime break. Time for a breather, a reset to keep everything on track. In sports betting, Betfair's safer gambling tools help you do that too. Like timeouts, so you take that all-important halftime break. Or deposit limits. To help you keep count, manage your play at safergambling.betfair.com. Simple ways to stay on top of your game with Betfair. 18 plus be gambleaware.org. Um, okay, so um, on the eye catchers list, we have yeah. a nice selection. Um, I'll let you go first. You had a couple from Thursday. By the way, did we have any winners from our eye catchers over the weekend? Uh, I had Chile lost. <laughs> I know that's not what you asked. Uh, no, we haven't had any, any run. You've got Soldier's Gold running tomorrow, though, in the vintage. Yeah, it's done what you hate most. Yeah, it's uh, madness, isn't it? I'm gone sorry. from handicapped, rated 90, up to group level. Now might finish fifth and get put up £10. Yep. <laughs> Frustrating, anyway. isn't it? <laughs> um, okay, so we haven't really had much going on. No, but, but last ooh. Thursday... At Sandown. Yeah. yeah. Sandown, Navy Jack? Yeah, Navy Jack. This was well supported in the market. For a big price. Um, came in the evening before, a little bit of support in the morning, and then came in even shorter before the off. And this was against um, 
a, a horse of Charlie Appleby's called Arabian Crown who, who won this race and he was very eye-catching on his debut so the fact that they were still supporting David Jack suggests that they think a little bit of him he's a horse for um, for Clive Cox it's a race Nostrum won last year he didn't win obviously he finished uh, was it second he finished and uh, he just picked up really well from off the pace uh, he was outpaced from momentarily just picked up really well and just was passing a lot of what I think is good, what I think are going to be good horses. I think the race as a whole is a race to keep a close eye on. And the manner in which he picked up in a closing stage, I thought Navy Jack, he's definitely a novice or a maiden winner next time out. So, okay. yeah, nice horse that. And also Thursday Racing League, who had an eye catch. I also oh, did, so Jesus. I mentioned him as well, but we're different races. Shabazz. Jesus, Frankie de Tory. Honestly, oh, no. this was a shocker from Frankie. This on Shabazz uh, at the eight, at the um, six thirty Yarmouth in the racing league. This was again another one well supported into uh, into something like thirteen to eight. He, he should have won. He's got no clear run. Frankie's gone for a gap that was closing. Like Jesus, I did, and then he's pulled him out again to the right, and he's he's ended up being beaten by a neck by another unexposed horse, but. This horse is, is got a win off, in him off 87. Um, I'd like to see him in something like a 0 to 90, though, and less less competitive, the better. And ideally on soft ground. He handles soft ground quite well. Uh, but Shabazz has got, got a victory in him, that's for sure. It, he's probably only got one or two for that Yarmouth run, but he should have won that. Jesus. Right. I've got one from the racing league as well. Um who runs, I'm going to just check, the notebook I did scribble on is actually been my notebook that all my races are in for good ones. That was clever, <laughs> wasn't it? Um, but he runs tomorrow in the 250 mile and a quarter handicap and it's Eagle's Way. He was second at Yarmouth, not beaten very far at all by a massively improved horse who is named after the clouds and I really can't pronounce it so I'm not even going to try to. Um, Column... <laughs> something um but i honestly i picked this horse at haydock at what he won a couple of starts back and i was like why have i picked this horse i cannot say its name so i just said it really really quickly like column um anyway, <laughs> eagle's way was beaten by that horse um and eagle's way was running on the back of quite a long break and was probably unlucky not to get up and he's returning quite quickly yeah five days Mark Prescott can do and I know that would sometimes put me off but then some Mark seems to be able to get away with it they did it with him last year they did it with him last year to good effect eight days I think improver last year I've got a big E2A horse in that race a good one but I would not really make me discuss that I think Sojo Sizzler Gary Moore Rymore I catch her last time you heard it here first so should they should they be back in your eye catcher tomorrow at Goodwood or not Eagles Way, yeah, it's yeah. my eye catcher, but I'm just saying I had a big E2A one for like £2.50 each way kind of people. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, we'll put the notebook away. Uh, but that Eagles Way is, yeah, he's he's an eye catcher for me. And even though he's got a quick turnaround, I still think there could be more to come from this horse, um, who obviously has only had the one start for quite a long time. So essentially, he can step forward. Um, I'm going to chuck in my two from Friday, then we'll move on to our Saturday eye catchers. Doncaster, another for Owen Burroughs, War Rooms, a two-year-old mm. son of Churchill's, Churchill's? Churchill, <laughs> who absolutely bolted up. Yeah. And I mean, like, obliterated the field. Now, what he beat, I don't know, 
but the way he did it was so impressive. I wouldn't be surprised to see him maybe stepping up in grade. He might go for a novice with a penalty first, but Owen's horses are really starting to shine. They're absolutely flying at the moment. Could he possibly be one for something like an Aikham? They um, won the race with Al Bashir a couple of years ago, and he went straight to the Champagne Stakes. So perhaps Another he could, could take that path. That race uh, at Doncaster is typically quite a good renewal. Um, mm. I think there's already a little bit of form in there. I think uh, that the four finished uh, behind Arabic legend uh, at Newbury looked pretty smart. And that's collateral form as well with uh, one of my eye catches from Saturday. So I think I would take a positive view of that race, yeah. Okay, so that means that I'm going to get another point with War Rooms. Okay. <laughs> um, Newbury, uh, I was actually working there on the Friday and a horse I just love. And I should have put him in ages ago because now he's gone and won. Um, again, is Sinedin for Richard Hughes. He's such a dude. I really like this horse. And I think there's more to come from him at two miles and maybe further. He stays all day. Mm. I think the more positive they ride him, the better he's going to be as well. The perfect juvenile, although I'm not sure I have tried. I don't think he's for sale just yet. But he is just a really, really solid stayer three-year-old progressing coming through the handicaps and I just think that he never or hasn't won by huge margins but I still think there's plenty more to come from him yeah and he was unlucky when he didn't win at Sandown as well he was dragged into yeah. the track he should have won that day he was getting 15 pounds weight for age allowance in that race though uh, and he was against mainly exposed rivals he was smashed in from about nine to four into into a short enough price so look he's definitely progressive that's for sure and like you said he stays for bloody ever so yeah yeah nice horse nice horse yeah he's um he's one i think to to keep on side um okay saturday you have a two-year-old for us yeah um rosa leon uh who won the pedro rosa lion sorry leon lion rosalian that, that sounds better yeah yeah that one uh, won, the pa- <laughs> won the Pat Edry. Like I would say <laughs> won the Pat Edry at four fifteen. I thought it looked quite a good race uh, beforehand. Um, I, uh, this was really really impressive. The only issue with these horses, right? I know you put a lot of nice two year old winners in there. The only issue I ever put in this one in there is that he's probably going to go to like the national stakes and Dewhurst, and he's probably going to be bumping into City of Troy and. Okay, so you're basically about to say that you've chosen an eye catcher who's already had his day in the sun. Uh, it depends what they do with him. Because, <laughs> but the thing is, I know Richard Hannon's very like, um, when it comes to these two year olds, he's very bullish. He's not afraid to throw them in at the deep end, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it, this is a very, very smart horse. Don't get me wrong, but I, I would just, I'll just be very, conscious about where he goes um between this horse and bahir oh, Rolo's come to say hello. between yeah. this horse and bahir there richard has said that they're his he thinks best two horses but best yeah two, two and he's, he, he like he wouldn't be afraid of like i don't know like if they i don't know but yeah he's the, the problem is he's, he's gonna just throw them in at the deep end so when you have eye catchers that are like these two-year-olds that win really well not in times out of ten like the <laughs> A slight think, step up at your Richard Stumwell at your, you know, I, I know yeah. the, the Jim Cracks are races they that they have targeted a lot, but this all stays the seven. He's a listed winner. Now he needs to go up to the group level. The acre yeah. can cut up. 
Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Look, it would depend. I'll, I'll put him on a column anyway. If if, if I feel like he's a race is, is well worth uh, keeping him on side, I'll put him in a column. But he's just one to, to note. Like, don't if you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. It was a decent race. Um, okay, I got another two-year-old um, from Salisbury who was well-supported. Task Force, mm. um, who absolutely bolted up first time out. Salisbury was a fairly quiet card that probably got slightly overlooked and forgotten about over the weekend. Um, but again, this horse, I'm not sure he's going to be stepping straight up in grade, but could be going via another novice and uh, and then go from there, but was pretty impressive. Yeah, another one was Champagne Stakes entry. Um, he was a very impressive, very straightforward, um, straight as a die when he was under pressure, picked up really well. I love looking for the change of legs inside the final half furlong um, because it just... They, when, they, when they're changing their legs again and they're already four, five, six lengths clear, you know that there's plenty in the tank there. And he, he showed the uh, showed all the right signs for me, Task Force. Yeah, nice performance. I kind of love this time of year with the seven furlong two-year-olds and then obviously the mile and, and, a, and a minute plus um, maidens and novices coming out. You get to see the, you know, the next generation of the potential classic contenders. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's so hard to work them all out and at what, sort of level they're going to actually reach but actually getting to see this type of horse now starting to get to the track as much as I do love the sprinters these are the ones that I enjoy sort of following following the most so the fact that we've got a couple in there between us three smart potentially smart yeah. two-year-olds um as our eye catcher this week I think that's a good effort yeah makes for an exciting future that's for sure yeah I'm pleased that you know we've not just gone down the old handicap route we've we've come for some uh <laughs> come for some hopefully exciting new new talent um okay give us good word best bet worst and your nap oh you've thrown that on me okay um there's a, there's a horse i'm really looking forward to to see him run um this week it's a horse called Garden Root for uh, William Haggis. He's entered on Thursday and he's entered on Friday. I'd prefer him to run on Friday. It's a okay. weaker race, class three, naught to 90. I don't know how this horse has got into the handicap off a mark of 83, but he is definitely a lot better than that. Okay. I think he's got a, a big, big chance. Um, did you say worst? Yeah, so like who would you be going against? A favourite maybe that you're going against? Someone I'd like to take on. Um, I want to take. Uh, it's tom- Paddington earlier, but no, no, sure. no. It's um, it's it's tomorrow. Um, it's uh, this horse for Charles Hills. Um, Iberian. Iberian. Yeah, I think he's. Um, I think he could be pretty smart. But this is like I think Hatam should be an absolute clear favourite. Like on all known form, I think he should be an absolute clear favourite. And I think a sharp seven around Goodwood would really suit him. He's done absolutely nothing wrong. And he's sort of, he wasn't favourite yesterday. And now he's joint favourite with Iberian, who's round once at Newbury. Like I just, yeah, I just want to stick with Hatam and stick with a form horse in this race. Cause I think he's taken a good bit of whacking and stalk from stall four. And the Iberian's drawn out a nine as well. And we know, these inexperienced horses at Goodwood coming around that exactly. So I want to take him on. Okay, and your nap? Nap um, would be Garden Root if he runs on Friday. If he doesn't, it'll be Kitai tomorrow in the Phillies handicap in the finale. Um, okay. Off ninety-two, I think this horse has got tons more to come. 
Nice, solid. So, what, you? what you got for us? You're not going to throw the question back onto the host. <laughs> That's like reverse. You must have something you're looking forward to seeing running this week. If we're honest, I haven't really studied the rest of the week just yet because I've been concentrating on tomorrow. Very fair enough. Take one day at a time. It's the best way to go through these festivals. That's what my excuse is right now. Um, <laughs> I've given you two. I've given you Eagles Way and Soto Sizzler each way. That is, that's generous. Yeah, I was asking for winners though. <laughs> There's like, two, you've got, that was nearly the wrong way around. Two winning chances, first and second, reverse forecast, keep going the wrong way around. There you go. Like, I mean, that is really generous. But I'm just leaning out to see what else we've got tomorrow. Yeah, um, Kinross, Nap, bang, there you go. Yeah, I like I like audience in that. Okay, well, there we go. Yeah, I like audience in that. I think this is horse has been well underestimated, but Kim Ross has got everything in his favour, hasn't he? With a bit of cut in the ground back up to seven. But he was beaten in this race last year by Sandringham. Um, I know he I'm was... Just, uh, just leaning over, just checking if I've got any more notes on tomorrow that I could throw in. <laughs> I know, he was unlucky. Jumbie's just come out of that race, actually, so we're down to the eight, so we don't want to lose another one. Yeah, um, that would just be the, the ground, I think, won't it? Yeah, It's going to dry up overnight, and during the day tomorrow... The weather is going to be bad tomorrow night into Wednesday, so I think we could see chip ground changing, like I say, into the Wednesday. So we might dry out just to be good to soft tomorrow. There's um, a there's a fantastic race at five oh five tomorrow. The, the Phillies handicap. There's about four or five horses that are really well handicapped in it. Rawaya, one of them, throwing barrows. We've been speaking about today, but it's drawn in stall eighteen. That is detrimental to, and, and is now favourite 11 to 2 uh, good gracious might be the other one for, for William Haggis who's well ahead of that what are we saying on the straight track slow ground where are you wanting to be stand side or I've always I've always wanted to be drawn high so stand side stand side fine okay. um, but I mean it, to be honest with you a lot of it depends on where the pace is if there's no pace on the stand side there's no good being there but yeah. it, it does tend to be a favourable place to be drawn high on the straight track Okay, and am I right, just double-checking, that you gave us the Stewards' Cup winner a few weeks ago? Yeah, Al-Bashir. We'll just remind our viewers, Al-Bashir. Al-Bashir will win the Stewards' Cup for Archie Watson, yeah. Okay, and you want a specific jockey? If he runs, uh, that is, obviously. Um, <clears throat> and I want a specific jockey. Uh, yeah, Jamie Spencer, ideally, please, Archie, if you're watching. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, well, that's good. And there'll be... Um, loads and loads of places because there is loads and loads of runners in the Stewards Cup so that is one to get involved in um, okay before we sort of wrap up a quick reminder to everyone that we have got an offer on this week every day of Goodwood if you bet £5 on horse racing multiples you get a free £5 on horse racing multiples so that is every single day of Goodwood get involved Daryl is your uh, column blog uh, up every single day we've got one for each day of the festival yeah, every single day, betting.betfair, get on there, click Daryl Carter Tips, it'll be up there. To the, the columns for Goodwood will be going out early around 2pm the day before racing because the markets go up so early for okay. these festivals. So, yeah, check them out. And uh, if you can if you can try your best not to have any non-runners, that would be much appreciated. <laughs> um, maybe bear in mind the ground conditions from Wednesday onwards. Don't say I didn't warn you. Uh, but anyway, everyone, uh, fingers crossed, have a really good week. Please remember our offer, get involved and uh, let us know what you think 
also about the Hookham Westover debate that went on. Should he keep it? Should he lose it? Not that we can decide, but interesting to know people's thoughts. And uh, please remember to gamble responsibly. <laughs> <laughs>